Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello! This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am Matt Williamson. What is shaking? Back by popular demand, we are going to keep this draft rolling. Uh, If you've been living under a rock or haven't been listening all week, first of all, you're in my doghouse. Second of all, go back and do it now. But over three episodes last week, I acted as the GM on the clock. Not what I think the teams are going to do or, you know, it's what I would have done if I was in the shoes of all 32 of those choices. Um, so again, go back and listen. I explain each team why I did what I did, but these are the players off the board. I'm going to buzz through them quickly. We're not going to hang around a lot. And then I'm going to get into round two because you guys asked me to basically. So most of these teams are making their second pick. So I'll tell you who they have already on board and what my logic is for doing these next 10 choices is what I did. Browns take Miles Garrett, San Fran took Solomon Thomas, the Bears took Jamal Adams, Jacksonville took Leonard Fournette, Titans took Marshawn Lattimore, Jets took O.J. Howard, Chargers took Hooker, Carolina took Jonathan Allen, the Bengals took Reuben Foster, Corey Davis goes to the Bills, the Saints took Derek Barnett, the Browns take Patrick Mahomes, first quarterback off the board, he's obviously my favorite quarterback, Um, Arizona takes Hassan Reddick. The Eagles took Gary and Conley. Christian McCaffrey falls to the Colts. Baltimore took Garrett Bowles. The Skins took Tredavious White. Tennessee's second pick was Mike Williams. I'm writing an article about Mike Williams as we speak. That'll probably be up tomorrow. Please check that out. Tampa Bay then took Joe Mixon. I know that will surprise some of you, but that's what I would take. You can go back and listen to the episode if you got a problem with it. Denver took Ryan Ramchek. Detroit took Jared Davis. Miami takes Forrest Lamp. Giants go with David Njuku. Oakland takes Marlon Humphrey. Houston takes Cam Robinson. Seattle took Kevin King. The Chiefs took Deshaun Kaiser. Dallas takes Charles Harris. Packers take Adoree Jackson. Steelers take TJ Watt. Atlanta goes with Tack McKinley. And to finish up the first round, the Saints go with Evan Ingram. So, all the GMs went back to their beds and went to sleep and got up. And now it's almost like a whole new draft. The Browns are on the clock with the first pick overall. There's 32 guys gone. And there's no trades, obviously, for this scenario. I mean, I would be trading myself, and I'm not getting into all that, of course. Um, So, what am I doing if I'm back on the clock to start day two and I have Miles Garrett and what I think is my future quarterback already, you know, in tow. Um, say what you want about the Browns, but they very much have a plan. And the passing game is obviously, go back and look at their draft last year, is very passing oriented. But that's not why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm doing it because this is what I would do, not what I think they would do. But here would be my strategy if I had Miles Garrett and a first-round quarterback on board for the Browns. I still have a lot of picks remaining. 
and there's still a lot of really good defensive backs here. So I would love, and this is what I'm going to do. I mean, I mean, you'll see it with all the Browns picks from here on out, or if we even get that far, who knows. I'm going to attack what I think is a really needy secondary. And with the first pick in the second round, I go with Obi Melifonwu. And there was a lot of safeties, you know, Buda Baker and corners that I like quite a bit that are still out there. But I went with Melifon Wu because he's the most unique of all of them. You know, I mean, the guy can just do so much. And I'm, I know I have a lot more picks. I know I'm going to flood the secondary with second and third. Day two draft picks if I'm the Browns. And maybe if I, I might even just add four more, you know, four defensive backs after taking Melifon Wu in this draft. I'm just going to keep picking them and picking them in a really, really deep draft for that position. But nobody out there is like this guy. And in reality, I think he'll end up being a first-round pick. I think the Browns jump all over him if you know if I'm the GM, obviously, and add him to the mix. Some think he can be a Richard Sherman-like corner. Um, I think in time he is a tight end shutdown player. Rare, rare skills. So I really like this plan if if it comes to fruition for the Browns. But again, if I was a GM, that's what would happen. Is I would have my my quarterback, my stud ed, edge rusher, and I am going to attack the secondary with body after body there. That leads us to the Niners, and boy, they could have done a lot of things here. You know, I mean, their first pick um, was not a quarterback, so you know they could have taken Trubisky or Watson. Uh, they took Solomon Thomas with their first pick, uh, and we like that pick. That's great, you know. Um, but they need everything, you know, and they are going to a Seahawk-like defense, so they need big corners. I went with Quincy Wilson. You know, I think he's a big physical guy that fits the mold. Um, again, they could have went a lot of different directions. There's offensive linemen you like there. This is a team that needs everything. Dalvin Cook. They could have gone quarterback. In reality, I, I mean, if by chance a Watson or somebody would fall to the second round, I think San Francisco would jump on that. But in this case, I just don't like those two enough to do that here. I want the big corner and keep you know reinforcing uh, this defense that needs a lot of attention. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Before you lies a beautiful meadow. In that meadow, Progressive Direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors. You select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm. A great sense of Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates so you can rest easy. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. All right, two picks in in the second round. And Obi Melifonwu, Quincy Wilson are off the board. As I mentioned before, the Jags took Leonard Fournette in the first round. And there's some defensive guys you'd really like to add here. You know, I mean, I thought about a Carl Lawson, you know, add an edge player. Um, certainly could consider one of the quarterbacks. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue with that strategy. But I think what you do here, or what I'm doing, is I want a masher. I want a big, mean offensive lineman to make Leonard Fournette's life easier. He's going to be the foundation of my offense. I went with Taylor Moten as a probable right tackle, but fall back into a guard if need be. A masher. You know, I want to get really big, nasty physical on this offensive line and be a dominant running team, make Bortles' life easier, make Fournette's 
rise to stardom easier. And maybe this is early for Moten. I mean, I get that. And there's a couple other good linemen about in his range still on the board, of course. But you're not going to give him the second and the third round. You have to overdraft offensive linemen. We're going to say that over and over and over. And for Jacksonville, they need to find a starting offensive lineman. And in this mold, I think that's exactly what they get. In a way, the Bears at 36, fourth pick in the second round, they get a bit of a, a gift here. And there's a lot of directions they could go. I mean, I say this with every pick. There's still a lot of really good players on the board. And there's a lot of players on the board that are going to go in round one on Thursday. I mean, that's not the... Uh, it's not the... Um, it's not what this exercise is all about. You know, it's just what I'm doing if I have this team. And I already took a safety in Adams. Feeling a lot better about my secondary. Feeling pretty good about my defense. But I'm going to add John Ross to the mix. You know, Glennon's a big arm guy. We don't have a burner. And, you know, I mean, you'd love to see John Ross in New Orleans or Indy or somewhere in the Dome. But he's fast and where you, where you play him. And... That's a nice change, a nice addition to this offense that has some bigger receivers, has a lot of mediocre, medium-sized receivers. But I want somebody that can just take the top off. And, you know, I wouldn't think this is a much of a fit, you know, as we sit here Sunday afternoon. I mean, I don't think John Ross is going to be a bear. But the way this plays out and the guys I like that are gone from a Chicago perspective – Let's grab a receiver. You know, let's grab a stud, you know, deep threat. Brings us to the Rams' first pick. And that's one of the reasons I did this, so teams like the Rams and the Vikings could be heard. And they need a lot. I mean, I think man coverage corners are going to be a high priority um, for a Denver-like defense now. I mean, they're really weak at that position. A number one receiver. I mean, a guy like Ross would have been... Highly exciting here, you know, again, for, for Goff. And see, I don't think he's a number one receiver, but they do need a number one receiver. Their offensive line needs a lot of help. So, again, I kind of took the double. I took the safe pick here and took Pat Elfline, the, the center, can also play guard, and hoping he'll have sort of a effect like Kelly did with the Colts last year is just plug him in immediately you hope he's a 10 or 12-year starter in front of your, your franchise young quarterback, first overall pick like the Luck situation, and get that, that gelling together. You hope he snaps the golf a million times in their life and ends up being Jeff Saturday and Peyton Manning. But they certainly need center help, and I, I know that they added uh, what's-his-face from the Vikings. He played a long time in the Vikings, but he's an older dude. Elfline can also play guard. Um, solid, solid pick. This probably, I don't think this will happen, of course. But for the nature of this of this exercise, I have Mitchell Trubisky going with a 38th pick to the Chargers. And I don't love Trubisky, but I didn't see a pick I loved here. You know, I, I think you could go offensive line for sure. That was my intention. You know, when I took Malik Hooker in the first round, offensive linemen were certainly on my brain for this early second round pick. And there's plenty to pick from. I mean, there's a couple guys I, I like here. Strongly considered that. But even though I don't love him, you know, I mean, I, I do recognize that Trubisky's a talented player and could turn into the next franchise quarterback. And what a great guy to learn from in Rivers, who I don't think is looking like he's done. I'm not implying that. But this just works out well. I mean, just take him and 
stick him in the room and let him learn and see what happens from there. I also think a defensive tackle would be a nice pick for the for the Chargers, but um, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, Mitch Trubisky at 38. I mean, I'll take him. I mean, again, there's a price on everyone, even though I don't love the guy. The Jets at 39. The first pick for the Jets was O.J. Howard. Very, very safe. Again, he was the definition of hitting a leadoff double. Jets are going to lose a lot of games. I took what I think is a top 15 type pick who may not play a snap this year. And in a way, as the Jets GM, I don't care that he doesn't play a snap this year because losing is going to benefit us with draft picks. But if I can turn Sidney Jones into a number one corner in 2018, and again, I'm not trying to save my job here. I'm just doing what's best for the organization because this is fiction. I take Sidney Jones with the 39th pick. We need man coverage corners in a bad way. Coach Bowles' defense is predicated on it. They've always had a number one type of corner. Maybe with this second round pick, we found ours. It's a possibility. Again, my doctors have to check it out. And, you know, again, this is fiction. And I don't know exactly the status of, you know, I'm not a doctor. And maybe he never turns back to the player he is. And maybe we see him go in round four or five in the real draft, which would tell us that injury is worse than we think. But I'm operating under the assumption I'll get nothing out of Sidney Jones in year one. And he should, my doctors are telling me he's back to full health in year two, which works out perfect for my Jets plan. And obviously, I mean, a team like the Jets could have went a million directions, which I said about the Niners and, you know, these teams aren't very good, the Rams. But I like that Sidney Jones pick a lot, the way that it could pay off big. So, it doesn't help you this year, but that's fine. We got four more picks for this pod. We got the Panthers, Bengals, Saints, again, will be their third pick, and the Eagles. Carolina missed out on Leonard Fournette. Uh, they, I ended up taking Jonathan Allen. I didn't love that. what was on the board for me at eight. But And my secondary could still use a little bit of work. I certainly could go offensive tackle here. Thinking about it, um, another receiver. I mean, John Ross would have been nice here. Another receiver is needed. A young tight end would be nice. But, man, I need to find a running back. And Dalvin Cook is still on the board here. He's not the exact type of player I'm looking for. I'm looking for a pounder. But do I want to wait another round and take a guy like Howard or P. Ryan? And, and they're okay, but they're not as good as Cook. You know, that uh, Cook and Stewart will spell each other. Um, and maybe next year I'll add another heavier guy. But this is just a really, really good football player to get in this stage of the game. You know, he's going to get a lot of carries right off the bat. We need a running back in a big way. Dalvin Cook to the Panthers early in the second round. Uh, again, not a perfect fit, which is kind of what happened with Jonathan Allen. And I'm not just taking these guys so that they go. You know, I mean, that's not what I did with Trubisky either. I mean, this is seriously what I would have done if I'm the Panthers GM. You know, this is a good football player that falls to me, which is also the case with Allen. So you make it work. The Bengals are going to reach a little bit here, but they have to get an offensive lineman. You know, they took Foster's or an inside linebacker in the first round. We're very happy about that. It's a team that's also overlooked some character flaws in the past. You know, needless to say, 
but we got to find the most steady, safest, plug-and-play starting offensive lineman available, and that's Dan Feeney to me. You know, that he's going to be my new Zeitler, a pretty early second-round pick. You fill in the spot where Zeitler was, and we'll let you go in four years. <laughs> little joke, little joke. But, uh, you know, is, is Feeney the 41st best player in this draft? Probably not. But considering where the Bengals are, they need a guy like this very, very badly. The Saints ended round one with a bit of a luxury pick, Evan Ingram, and I really like that fit. Um, and they took Derek Barnett to, with their first pick in, in round one, the 11th overall pick for pass rush, and I think that firms up their defensive line quite well. Um, we did not trade for, uh, what's-his-face, a corner from the Pats. Um, so, you know, I can't operate under that assumption or make trades with myself or send a deal to the Pats, but... Um, so in that way, we need a corner, and I like Tankersley. Uh, Cordero, Cordero Tankersley, I think, is a really nice player, fits the scheme well. I don't know if he'll ever be a star, but I think he's going to be a quality player that should help very, very soon. There's a lot of directions it could have went, and there's a lot of good you know, uh, corners still on the board. It's going to be a deep, deep corner draft, which is really fun. Um but I'm feeling pretty good about things here from the Saints. That I got Barnett and Tankersley, who I think start day one to help my pass defense quite a bit. And then I go, you know, I, I got that little luxury item in Engram. To, and that's pretty much the last thing I'll do on offense, I think, is I'm just going to keep attacking the defense over and over and over. Might actually get better. Who knows? Last pick we're going to make today is at 43, the Eagles. Speaking of defense, they took Conley, who we think is a plug-and-play number one corner for us. Quite happy about that. Strongly considered McCaffrey at that point. There's there's good running backs in this, in this draft, but at 43 with Cook off the board, I would have taken Cook. Um, I, I don't think I can go with anybody else. You know, I, I'm not grabbing Kamara this early or Foreman or somebody like that. So, let's get some edge pass rush. You know, a wide nine type of guy. Carl Lawson. I mean, this is a guy I think who's got a high percentage chance of ending up going in the round one. Um, he was kind of not screwed over. Who cares? This is, you know, fiction. But uh, we didn't, an edge pass rusher didn't fall on the second round of this draft. So, he fell a little bit. You know, other needs were addressed. And to the Eagles' benefit, you know, you end up with Conley and Carl Lawson as your first two picks on an already really good defense. Probably going to go running back, you know, with my third rounder or so soon. I'm certainly going to go running back soon and another corner. I think the Eagles have a chance to be a real quality team next year and one of the most improved teams in the league. So that worked out well for them. Uh, overall, this worked out really well. I, I thought this was a fun Round two, it's obviously harder the more you go down the list and names are off the board and there's more variance. And again, this isn't how I think the draft is going to go. This is just who I would pick if I was a GM of each of these teams. So, going to get this to you. I had some free time on a Sunday before my son's flag football game, which of course I coach. And um, get this one to you and you know we'll do a talk a lot of draft this week. Over and out. Support for this podcast comes from NetSuite. NetSuite lets you see what's going on with your business in real time, from accounting to order management and much more. 
you've outgrown your business management software. Let NetSuite help. Go to netsuite.com podcast to get your free guide and find out why NetSuite is a leading business management solution for growing companies. Get up and running fast with NetSuite.